This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hands Shop First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. This week we're talking about Dark City. Shut it down, Jeff. Shut it down forever. <laughs> this movie came out in 1998, directed by Alex Proyas. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Story by Alex Proyas. Screenplay by Alex Proyas. Starring Rufus... Rufus Sewell, Kiefer Sutherland, Jennifer Connelly. <laughs> I was like, George Carlin isn't in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, William Hurt, Richard O'Brien, Bruce Spence, which I didn't recognize him anywhere in there. Yeah. Apparently, apparently David Wenham's in this somewhere. I was looking through the cast. Oh, Faramir? Yeah. Right. I guess he didn't get the chance to show his quality. <laughs> apparently not. <laughs> Um. So yeah, that's this. Uh, Scott, you nominated this movie. What's your history with it? So this this is one of those weird ones where I do not remember whether I saw this in theaters or not. I think I did. I'm pretty sure I did. Uh, but you know when it came out. So uh, you know, I was a teenager at the time. Um, since then, I've seen it a couple of times, but it's it's definitely been a while. Uh, I, I definitely remember enjoying it and, and thinking it was very cool at the time. I, I, I did see this, uh, again, around the time it came out. So I, this was before uh, The Matrix. Uh, I, I definitely saw this before The Matrix. I probably saw it before... Um... Phantom Menace. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely saw it before <laughs> Phantom Menace. Uh, I, I was trying to think of uh, similar way. Um for Memento, I think Memento was in the aughts, though. Yeah, I think so too. But uh, at any rate, Moment. yeah, I remember seeing this, thinking it was cool. This was kind of an under the the radar movie. Uh, you can kind of tell that uh, there wasn't a budget for certain things in this. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I always uh, think of think of this when I think of cool sci-fi. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll go next. I did not see this in the movie theater, and I've—I know I brought this up talking to you guys. <laughs> I don't know if I brought it up on the podcast. This was probably my fourth time watching this, and I never remember it from the previous time. Maybe, maybe yeah. you're not supposed to remember it, Jeff. I know. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, back in the day when Netflix was still, you know, the red envelope company. And I don't know if you guys remember going onto the website and you'd manage your queue of what would come. They would recommend stuff. It was recommended to me. I was like, okay, watched it. Eh. <laughs> and then a year later or six months later, I recommended it again, which I don't know why I was doing that. And then, oh, that sounds interesting. That would be something I'd like. And I'd watch it. Oh, I think I've seen this before. Yeah, I've seen it before. <laughs> eh. Had like three times. And then this is this time I knew I'd seen it. And I just, well, it was a little less than eh. But yeah, that's my history with it. As you can tell, as you said, you can see that it's 
I'm actually surprised this movie was made in a, by a studio. It's so. Well, I think I think around this time, New Line was taking some big swings. Yeah, I think at this point they'd probably already greenlit uh, Lord of the Rings, which was a, a massive experiment. Yeah, well then yep. I'm gonna say swing and a miss, but not for me anyway, <laughs> not for everybody, obviously. Um, all right, Alex, what's your history? Uh, this one I actually can't remember if I still saw this in the theater or in the drive-in, because this was towards the tail end of of uh, drive-in movie theaters. Was uh, over in SoCal? It was Highway 39 still around in '98. Probably. Yeah, it might have been there that I no saw idea, it. No idea though. Yeah, me either. I don't know. But I love this movie. Uh, it has <laughs> aged poorly in some parts from, of course, on the CGI part, but some in the storytelling part. But overall, you know, I loved it then when I first saw it. I've seen it a handful of times. And, uh, yeah, I still very much like it after my latest viewing. Yeah, I could honestly say I think I do not remember the ending of this at all. So I probably just fell asleep every single time I watched this. <laughs> it's pretty boring for me. But we're going to do it. Um, as usual, we're just going to talk about seven items from the movie. Scott, why don't you lead us off? Number seven. Okay. Uh, so, as I kind of mentioned, uh, this this movie uh, came before a lot of things that, that are kind of held up as... as uh, Either cult classics or or, or, or touchstones uh, for for sci-fi and action and just yeah, it's New Line Cinema that did this, not Touchstone. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the uh, but th- this movie kind of came first. Uh, so the movie yeah. was actually made or finished filming in '97. Kind of got delayed with the release, probably right in line with what you're saying, Jeff. The the studio maybe didn't know quite what to do with it. Uh, but in 97, which was when Gattaca came out, is, is kind of the closest thing I can think of uh, around that, that, that same time. Uh, but they're, they're too near to each other to have, like, ripped each other off at all. Uh, but yeah, yeah there's, there's, this, this movie's a great companion piece, I think, to the movie we did last week, which was The Matrix. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, coincidentally enough, is actually uh, a good companion to when when we eventually talk about uh, WandaVision, which I'm sure we'll touch upon later in the episode. Uh, but yeah, this this is before the Matrix. Um, you can definitely see <laughs> where there, there, there's a lot of similarities between this and the Matrix. Yeah. Um, some some of this, uh, you know, I, I guess the whole amnesia and, and murder mystery thing. It's probably not that novel, but again, this is before Memento. Uh, it's around the same time as Gattaca. I, the whole, you know, getting jumping ahead here and getting into spoilers, but uh, the whole city remaking itself, uh, you can see Inception there. Uh, so there's a whole lot of films that came after this that, that are, are doing a lot of the things this movie was doing. Uh, there's the whole, mm-hmm. uh, you know, chosen one again thing from The Matrix. Yep. Uh, a bunch of people walking around in leather. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, weird people talking in weird cadences. Uh, but yeah, I, I just think I think it's interesting uh, if if you know this is kind of where uh, my my heyday lives of, of really digging into movies. Like I, there was this one summer where 
you know, I was just renting stuff, like, at least a movie a day, basically, uh, from, the, from the local store. And, um, yeah, this, this is right around that time. So, uh, I, 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 again, I, I just think it's kind of um, not just interesting, but, but a little impressive, too. Uh, the movie definitely has some shortcomings, but uh, it, I don't know, maybe some other movies owe, owe this movie something. Mm-hmm. I would say definitely. Uh, that's my number seven. All right. Uh, Alex, number seven. My number seven is they, they showed the aliens. They tipped the hat that these guys are aliens too soon. Um, yeah. I, uh, I wish they would have kept... Uh, oh, too soon, the, Alex. Too soon. Yeah, <laughs> I wish they would have kept the the mystery surrounding like the city itself and uh, the the guys in the hats, the agents, I guess, <laughs> the the aliens. Uh, and I mean, it doesn't help that the a- alien worm CGI was awful. I could have done without that completely. With what? Yeah, uh, you know when they actually show the alien that's in their brains in their oh, skulls yeah. that's taken over the cadavers. Uh, I could have done without that whole thing. We didn't... That was completely unnecessary, but that might have been like a studio thing going, yo, we need more CGI. It's the, you know, the latest thing. <laughs> it's the future. Yeah. It's a new Maybe sensation. Let's sweep the nation. Mm-hmm. But uh, for story-wise, yeah, I think they were just there a bit too soon. They were They were revealed a bit too soon. They should have done it, like, yeah, later, in my opinion. So, so, uh, so the actual... I don't know parasites. I thought it was it was cool at first because you only get a hint of it when they, I think when they inject Mister Hand, and then you see the the weird parasite thing, uh, and that's really the only explanation you get of how they take over the dead bodies, and then the mm-hmm. the dead body line is just kind of almost a throwaway. Like they they don't they don't elaborate on that at all, and I thought that was that was cool. Like uh, mm-hmm. you know that doesn't really matter. Type, type deal, yeah, and then yeah, you you see the full thing at the end though, and it was bad. <laughs> that was awful. All right, uh, my number seven, and I'm going to kind of combine two things, and I think it's why I don't remember this movie or why I don't like this movie, and that it's too slow for me. It's too dark, which I guess is Dark City. I get it. It's slow and boring, and I still do not know what the hell's going on in this fucking movie. <laughs> like, I understand. I hear I thought they overexplained everything now that I'm watching it with fresh eyes. No. But what I'm saying is, I think it takes so long to get going, I just lose interest. And, and yeah, I, I don't know. I, I have. I still couldn't tell you what the whole freaking point of this movie was, other than there's aliens and they're trying to learn from people, they're doing this weird shit. But other than that, yeah, I couldn't even tell you. You and got, just because I think you it, got couldn't, it. <laughs> it couldn't keep my interest, but I still don't understand why he was special because he had the shinning or whatever the fuck he had. And... <laughs> You're answering your own questions here, Jeff. <laughs> but it's, it's terrible, then. So, I mean, Jeff, how how is that any any lamer than the Neo? They explained it better for me. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Leather I jackets, well, cooler soundtrack. Yeah, <laughs> cooler clothes yeah. <laughs> yeah the matrix i think just had uh a better broader appeal especially because it was an, more of an action movie and kung fu and it, it had like uh the whole thing felt like a little bit slicker oh uh, 
Yeah, I, I don't think we need to get into why The Matrix is a better movie than this. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I'm definitely not making that point. Yeah. And it's like, no, I mean, I don't, I'm not a guy that has to have action for it to be good. It was just, it, whatever, whatever it was, it was just not building for me. You know, even if it's slow, it has to build, and I just wasn't getting that. And, and, yeah. I see. I don't know. It just, whatever was going on there didn't work for me. And maybe by the time they were explaining stuff, I'm tuning out. And like I said, I've seen oh, this four you times. Tune. <laughs> there you go. Uh, <laughs> I do not. I can say I've seen it. I remember like the the weird the, the people in black from the whiteheads, the aliens, basically. And I remember the whole stuff about the beach that you can't get to, and the shell beach or whatever. But like the end of this movie, especially the very end with um, him reforming everything, and then her and him on the beach and the pier never seen that before in my life so i must have fallen asleep every single time i saw this movie <laughs> I, I i agree with you to, to to an extent jeff I, th- I think it is a slow burn and and watching it this time i think for me there's only really one really cool payoff for for everything so i, I kind of see what you're saying okay well maybe i'll learn some stuff and you guys explain your your number one through six now so well, let's do that scott number six uh, number six, uh, not explaining anything. It's just the, uh, in line with what Alex was saying, the, the, the big fight sequence at the end uh, was, uh, well, <laughs> terrible. Yeah, it, it was goofy <laughs> as hell. Uh, yeah. it, it was cool to see kind of the world disintegrate around them and, and everything get reshaped and, and crumble. And that was very cool, I thought. Mm-hmm. But the actual. Uh, the hero John Rufus Sewell and Mister Book basically pointing their heads at each other. That, you know, that definitely is not aged well. Yeah. Uh, it just anything would have been better than that. Like them kind of holding out their hands, like to project or whatever. I guess it makes sense. Telepathy, you don't need to use your hands, but uh, maybe just put their arms out to the side like make a jesus put I, I i don't know but i think <laughs> i think just about anything else would have looked less goofy than them like basically leaning toward each other for five minutes uh, i i think it was good they didn't go like into hand-to-hand combat i mean they probably couldn't just because of the budget of this movie but and uh, mr book was old yeah mr book was old yes uh yeah, just this is supposed to be the the big uh, climax, and and all the cool stuff happening around them was was diluted by them just shooting. I don't know Aquaman underwater beams <laughs> at each other. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was uh, it was kind of a collar pulling moment. Uh, up to that point, there, there were things I was like, eh, okay, like that could have been a little bit better. That. They could have put a little more work into that, or I, too bad they didn't have more money for that. And this was just, uh, I guess that's just what they wanted to do. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, number six, the, the big fight sequence was was lacking. All right, Alex, number six. Uh, this was hit and miss for me, but I still more enjoyed it than disliked it. And it's the city transforming whenever the clock strikes midnight <laughs> at every twelve hours. Uh, the the city transforming looks really cool, except when it's I mean it's obvious when some of the buildings and some of the stuff stretches out and it's CGI. But then 
you could tell in some shots they were actually using models and they were actually like lifting up parts of buildings and stuff and doing some cool stuff with camera perspectives and uh yeah for the most part i i really like the way the city transforms so so question did did you guys catch what time the like midnight midnight no it's midnight so so they did go a full 12 hours i think so so everybody just assumed that that like the whole like night period was was over 12 hours long yeah, I think so. And then when everything gets, you know, when they wake up, they reset. It's like, oh, it's 1 a.m. or whatever. I don't know, yeah. but it's always yeah. midnight. It's always midnight, but yeah, I don't know if they're getting a full 12. I couldn't answer that question. Yeah. Yeah, maybe they just accelerated the clocks so that it's like a video game time to get to midnight. Yeah, I still don't know what the hell's going on there. They're stopping it. They're <laughs> rearranging the city, and, and uh, okay, there's a poor fam, poor couple. Now they're in a mansion. What was that all about? What the hell? It was Why just they... part of the experiment. Yeah. All right. Well, then I guess I do get this movie. I just don't like it. Then so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the mystery has been solved. <laughs> um, but to go back to Alex's the city, uh, this is I have it higher on my list. I, it, it's bad, but it worked for me in. There's one of the few things that I really like in this movie, and yeah, it's parts of it were were bad, but I still mm-hmm. liked it. Like it's kind of the same but different, like Inception with stuff flipping around and everything, just done ten, fifteen years earlier. <laughs> yep, you got to start somewhere. Yeah. All right. Uh, on to my number six, um, and I'm gonna say that uh, I hated Kiefer Sutherland in this movie. <laughs> It is a weird performance. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if if it's hit if it's a bad performance, and that's what the director was asking him. I just did not like his character. Did not like the way he did it. The way he looked. Nothing about this that I like of Mister Twenty Four. So sorry, Kiefer. This I, wasn't. I, I just think this entire movie was almost poorly cast. I, <laughs> yeah, I Jennifer yeah. Connelly's got nothing to do in this movie. <laughs> She was she was uh, not good in this. Yes, uh, William Hurt was good, I think. Other, oh, eh. but he always plays the same. Yeah, yeah he he was bastard. good in it. Um, one of the other actors I thought was really good, which I'll talk about later. It wasn't the main character. Oh, is it the kid? The <laughs> yes. How'd, kid? how'd you know? Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know that I disliked it, Jeff. Um, I, the, the way I was picturing it was. Like what happens when you when you take a super nebbishy scientist and then strip away his personality and only leave him as like work? Like you get this. No, kind I don't of think rote, he was Japanese. Wrote person, uh, so maybe that's what they were going for. But yeah, it's just it's weird. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, what's your number five? Uh, my number five uh, was the kind of the, the look of the city, the the mismatching architecture. Um, like the, the kind of mismatch of of, it seemed like different time periods. Uh, I wish they they'd really made more of an effort to kind of spread that out a little bit. Um, but it it all felt more like earlier in like twenty first century America. Mm-hmm. Um, like I don't know, fifties, sixties. Uh. But but there are anachronisms around. I wish I wish there had been more. 
Uh, but, but I did like that the, the city just had this like super ominous. It looked like something akin to Gotham with that on the neon. <laughs> uh, and that, that, you know, I mentioned Gattaca. That, that's what really made me think of Gattaca was all the, the, the brutalist architecture going on here. Um, yeah, I liked, I liked the look of the city overall. Uh, it, at some points, it looked really cool and detailed, and others it looked, it looked cheesy. Um, you kind of see where the, the budget constraints came in. Uh, they kept showing that one street, basically. <laughs> I, don't know yeah. if, if, I don't know if you guys. I don't know if you guys watched Altered Carbon. Yes, yeah. a couple episodes. Never yeah, like it. It, I'm it, almost to season two. Okay, like the first season, like the first episodes, like oh wow, cool. This is like this really elaborate set they go through, but then they they just keep using that same set for the entire. <laughs> it's like this one street, basically, mm-hmm. uh, that they use for, for the entire run of the the, <laughs> the eight episodes or however many it was. Um, and it kind of, this, this is what that kind of felt like when they were outside and out and about. Um, yeah, it had, had had kind of a green tinge to it too, which uh, you know again reminded me of the Matrix. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I liked I liked the overall look of, of of the city. I thought I thought that was cool. It was interesting. Uh, maybe maybe that was a maybe some kind of homage to Metropolis or something like that. Um, hard to say, but but I but I did dig it. Yeah, a couple of things to add. I know last week when we were doing matrix that some of the trivia was that the matrix actually used sets from this movie and you could totally yeah. see that in some yeah. scenes like i want to say yeah. like the trinity running on the rooftop scenes like you could see, almost see the exact same stuff at least it looked like to me and then um you you mentioned batman i don't know which version of batman you were talking about but it reminded me too of the original like the tim burton batman how gotham it's like yeah so sparsely yeah. populated it's just like <laughs> It's cool, but then yeah, it's the same street. You're going back and forth, and there'll be like this giant press conference, and there's like twelve people. Like, I, it just felt like it's a set, basically, right? So that's what it feels like, and I kind of got a little bit of the vibe from here. Mm-hmm. Same. All right, Alex, number five. My number five is I like the idea of uh, this grand experiment that the aliens were were running on this city full of people. Um, it just it gets my mind going. It's like, how? First of all, how did they get all these humans? Uh, was everybody just a clone? Uh, but I don't think so because Kiefer Sutherland said he had to wipe out his own memories. How long ago did this happen? Yeah, uh, everything. It just creates a lot of new questions in my mind about what these aliens could have, you know, what their end game was, uh, or how uh, how they were trying to go about saving their own species by digging into our memories. And, uh, yeah, I like that they were... They, it seemed like they were just kind of blindly just poking around to see if anything, like, clicked. And, uh... So what were they looking for to save their own species? I guess I missed that part. So I think uh, what, what what they their, needed... Go ahead, Alex. Uh, their individuality, I think, because we're, you know, each per, each human... Uh, mm-hmm. of course is its own person but they had like a sort of a hive mind even though they didn't kind of act like it in this movie they had a hive mind and somehow that was uh what was killing them and they thought that maybe if we had our own individual personalities or if we could put all our collective memories into one individual 
like that we're trying to do at the end of the movie, at least we could preserve, you know, who we are as a species or our memories of that. Uh, essentially, you know, like uh, John said at the end, like trying to look for the human soul. Yeah, they, they were looking in the wrong spot. Yeah. yeah, should have looked at the balls. Yep, <laughs> genitalia. That's what I'm saying. They just need to learn how to bone. Yeah, should have looked at the balls. Yeah, uh, I, I, I was trying to to really rationalize them as individuals because they they do they they share a hive mind, but they do show like individual traits mm-hmm. and and actions anyway. So, yeah, I was a little confused about that. Yeah, okay. that's yeah. It didn't. That's one of the things that didn't click. It's like they have this hive mind, but everybody's like, uh, they have individual names. They don't know what another one of their species saw. It's like, oh, I have to explain this to you because you weren't there. It's like, but you have a yeah, hive maybe, mind. I don't. You maybe, should know. Maybe they like have to siphon off. Like the Maybe. ability to to remember stuff. I I, I just they don't, they don't really explain it, which is fine. I mean, we don't necessarily need to know, but yeah, it, yeah, it did leave me with some questions. Yeah, but overall, like messing with humans' memories, changing around the city and stuff, I, I thought all of that was a pretty cool idea. All right. Well, all this hive talk. I just added uh, Star Trek: First Contact to my list, so maybe I'll, do that <laughs> I'll talk about the Borg. All right, uh, is it my number five now? Yes. All right. Um, so while uh, we talked about, you talked about the city effects being, you know, acceptable, good, good enough. Yeah. The, whenever he's using the shinning or whatever, yeah. those special effects are awful. And it just reminded me of watching a terrible, like an early episode of the X-Files. It looks so bad. I did not like it. Just all of a sudden, a little pulse, pulsating, whatever it was coming. Oh, it looked awful. And then any of the actual CG morphines and all. It was, uh, give me a break. It was 98. Yeah. Jurassic Park had happened. <laughs> Plenty of time before that. I Matrix is happening <laughs> next year. Thank yeah, you. I know. <laughs> well, yeah, like you said, uh, Lord of the Rings is being made during this time. Obviously, different budgets. <laughs> I get it, but it just—it didn't work for me. I hated it. So there it is, Scott. Number four. Uh, number four is the. I know it's I wrote down Clockwork City, but the, yeah, just the the city changing. Um, I think they they do it two or three times before John does it at the end. Uh, but it, but it's interesting each mm-hmm. time. Um, yeah, basically what you guys have already said. Uh, some of it seems like more clockwork. Some of it seems to defy physics. Uh, but but it's all pretty cool. Um, and yeah. <laughs> Was that a rat trap? Yeah. <laughs> my toe on my computer. My toes. My toes. Uh, the the reshaping of the, the city at the end was, was also cool. Um, mm-hmm. And the spitting out the, the water. Um, yeah, that was a cool shot with all like the sand and water and everything just going out into the void of space, but like stopping. Yeah, <laughs> yeah what the hell is that, that all was about? Neat. Then there was, was some kind of beach. there was some kind of force field that was keeping like air and stuff inside. Yeah. Okay. I'll buy it. Yeah. All right, Alex, number four. 
My number four is I love the beginning of this movie. Like the whole like mystery setup. You you show this movie to uh, somebody that doesn't have any concept of what this movie is or see the trailers or anything like that. It's like uh, Kiefer just looks at his clock, Dark City, and then uh, what's his face? John just wakes up in a tub of like pink water. <laughs> what the fuck? And it's just like finding the syringe and everything. I, I loved all of that. Just him discovering like all the the stuff, the closet, the dead lady with the spirals. Uh, it, it's a fantastic setup to like a murder mystery. Yeah. Okay. So explain all that to me. Because that was part of they were gonna inject memories into him about being a serial killer. Why? That, that's what. It's an <laughs> because it's a yeah. random thing. Okay. Yeah. He, it was just next on the list. Okay, let's make this guy a serial killer. Let's stage everything. But he, uh, you know, subconsciously just tuned the syringe out of Kiefer's hand, so he didn't get those memories implanted. Uh, he still had, I think, I want to say that he had some memories from uh, his previous uh, injection for when he was a kid at the beach and everything. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if it was that or if the syringe, like he pushed this, the memory liquid into his brain a little bit, but it didn't get to the serial killer part. Yeah, no, I think I think that's actually what happened. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's not how injections should work, but oh well, whatever. Yeah. See, Alex is doing what I'm doing. He doesn't get it, yet he kind of gets it. And... Yeah, I know. <laughs> this movie's weird. This movie's uh, dark. But yeah, that whole, that whole setup is awesome. That the the dudes in the hats and all white skin. It's like, what the fuck is going on? Who are these guys? Oh, he's got to run away. This is some bad shit going on. So that that really sets me up for like, all right, I'm ready to watch a good you know mystery and let's see how this thing unfolds. Could it could have done without the flying? Let me just say that. Oh, just the, in general. Yeah, I don't think it looked yeah. bad or anything. It just. He <laughs> was like, nobody's flying in the intro, were they? It was just unnecessary. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I agree. And as part of that intro scene, the whole knocking over the fish bowl and putting the oh, fish. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. He saved the fish. Oh, I don't know he? how long it was going to survive first, in that soap water. But... Yeah, exactly. He knocked over the fish, then he saved the fish. <laughs> yeah, anyway, he saved the fish for about a minute or two before it died in the dirty bath water. Mm-hmm. But yeah. uh, William Hurt's character makes, you know, would a guy who murdered take the time to... See, but then that was kind of a cool idea, and then it just never really hurt. Like, <laughs> no, yeah, because the serial killer angle was just like completely incidental. Well, he does. Yeah, like but immediately he's does... like already off the set because he knows weird shit's happening. So he's like, "This is obviously not the serial killer." Like, it's. Yeah. I still thought. I still think he thought he was a serial killer. He just wanted to know why. You think so? I think he's pretty as much off the... Like, he's already kind of thinking stuff's weird, too, pretty early on in the movie. Right? Like, if you think about... Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of a movie similar. Like, well, let's say Fugitive, when Tommy Lee Jones is... You know, the whole time, I don't care, I don't care, I'm just trying to get you. It's <laughs> not until, care. like, the very end where he starts, like, okay, why is he going to look for the fake arm place in the hospital? And why is he being Mother Teresa? And not, like, it's just... I don't know. We should do Fugitive. I thought we did. <laughs> Maybe. Mm. Top five Harrison Ford beards. Yeah. 
Hmm. Let's talk about this. <laughs> That's it. It's got to be number one. <laughs> Maybe regarding Henry. Yeah. Does he have a beard in that? I don't know. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll say he does. Okay. For the sake of argument. Uh, <laughs> We're talking about that movie. Okay. Uh, run to my number four. Four. Um, yeah. Kiefer Southern was terrible. This main actor guy was <laughs> t- awful. Most boring person ever. I've never heard of this guy. I never need to see him again. His character is stupid. I hate it. So, anyway. so, so, the, this guy has been around for forever. Uh, yep. No. Nah. But he almost he, he almost is never the protagonist though. He's he's almost always uh, the bad guy or the mm-hmm. or a goon. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's it? weird. First night, bless yeah. the child. Uh, what else? I have to go back to look through his. Yeah, he doesn't Abraham have Lincoln like Vampire Hunter. Yeah, he's he's not necessarily in some of my favorite movies, so I don't I don't remember exactly. What it's <laughs> but, uh, uh, but yeah, he's usually not the protagonist, so it's it's kind of weird to see him here. Yeah, he was in Zorro. When we did that one. That's right. Was it? He was in The Illusionist. Never saw that one. That's anyway, I did not like him. In this movie, and I thought the character was—I just didn't like it. That's probably another reason. He said, "Why compare this to the Matrix?" Keanu Reeves can outact this guy and out charisma this guy. So. <laughs> I don't think he could outact him, but well, out charisma him or whatever. I just yeah, out charisma I will give you. Uh, yeah, I think same thing with the villains too. There wasn't an Agent Smith. There was just an old bald dude and a weird-looking kid and a bunch of other weirdos. Like just whatever. I, yeah, I, missed, I disagree on that end of things. But. Okay. Anyway, we're on to your number three then. Go for it. Uh, my number yeah. three is, is Mr. Hand. Who, <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Mr. Hand! <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think he's, of, of all the characters in this movie, he's the most compelling. Uh, when when he gets the, the, the human memories and, and he kind of freaks out and starts acting weird. Uh He's really the only one emoting in this movie <laughs> consistently other than the main character who just basically goes from like panic to angry. Uh, he only really has like two speeds in this movie. Um, mm-hmm. But no, I, th- I thought he was good. This is, uh, again, uh, Richard O'Brien, right? Uh, famously of uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Uh, Riff Raff. Mm-hmm. Um, Street rat, I don't <laughs> buy that. D- different movie, Alex. Oh, uh, yeah. I thought I thought he brought a lot to this. At first, I thought it was like I didn't. I didn't. It, it had been a while since I saw the movie, so I couldn't quite remember who who else was in it. And for a split second, I thought it was Tim Roth. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, he was playing a villain in every movie for five bucks back then. So. It could have been. Could have, could have been. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought thought he was he was good here. Um, again, he he was. Every scene he's in with the main character, he's he's definitely. Uh, well, I guess they're not in too many scenes together, but um, you know they, they would go to the main character and he'd just be kind of fumbling around, and then back to this guy and he'd be kind of the uh, controlling every every scene he was in. Uh, it, it was fun to see Bruce Spence, by the way. Uh, as, as as the tall stranger, I guess mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> his defining characteristic was just that he was tall. Mm-hmm. 
Well, you can fly a gyrocopter. You can yep. fly a gyrocopter. It's just true. <laughs> um, yeah, it was cool. I I really liked the exchange that that he and the and John had at the end. Uh, I, I liked that there was no super comeuppance for this guy. Uh, he just was, you know, he, he told him I'm dying, and then, and then that was basically it. You yeah. know, he didn't get fried in a water tower, which was awkward. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, I thought I thought yeah, definitely not not same level as Hugo Weaving and what he was doing with that character. Uh, but still, I, I, I enjoyed him as a, as a villain here. thought he was one of the more entertaining things about, about the characters in this movie. Mm-hmm. All right. Alex, number three. Uh, I like the overall atmosphere um, of this movie. Uh, this the the city itself was almost like I mean it was moving and changing so it was almost like its its own character. Uh, I liked the the sets that they used for all the aliens and the underground with the big face that opened up and the clock and all the mechanisms the elevators. It, it re- really reminded me of like a of a Terry Gilliam movie. Uh, there's a lot a lot of his influence along with like uh, as you guys said eighty nine Batman in Gotham City. A lot of black pipes. A lot of steam, a lot of Art Deco and mashed up like architectures. I thought it was all pretty cool. Yep, I agree. Okay. Um, which leads to my number three, which has already been talked about: the city effects when it's doing the transformations and just kind of the city itself, which we've already kind of discussed when Alex talked about it. So, um, on to Scott number two. Uh, so my number two is, I think, the single coolest moment in the movie. And as far as the the city itself goes and, and the set pieces, uh, when when it, you finally, after William Hurt gets sucked into space, uh, when the camera pulls back and you actually see the full city for the first time, I, I thought that was, was pretty rad. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that was a really, really cool looking model. I don't know, maybe there was some, some mad stuff going on there. It was hard to tell. Um, and then the, the underneath of it, uh, to, to drive home the, the whole sci-fi and the the machinery that that uh, Kiefer Sutherland's character talks about, uh, but just yeah, just the the, the city itself, um, how it's circular, it spirals. Um, you know the, the constant circle and spiral theme in this movie. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you get to see it out in the middle of space. Um, but that was just a, a really well timed. Uh, look cool. It it had the emotional punch uh, that that I was I kept waiting for that didn't that, that never really came as I watched this movie again. Uh, so yeah, I thought that again that 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 set piece or not even set piece that that model I guess uh, when you fully pan out and see the city for the first time was was really really cool. Well, that's my mm-hmm. number two. What would have been? Yeah, I agree. It was a pretty cool shot. It would be awesome though if. Uh... One or more of the xenomorphs that Ripley blew out of the spaceship landed on Dark City and just started wreaking havoc. Yeah, it's you been. know it's not too late, Jeff. He, <laughs> yeah, they're they, still out there. In space yeah, they, they like that. Whoever owns the rights to uh, the xenomorphs seems to have no problem throwing them in with the other <laughs> other things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Alex, number two. My number two, and this is really stupid, <laughs> but it's that quote that Mr. Book says at the end, shut it down, 
shut it down forever. Uh, I love that quote. I say it a lot. It comes up a lot in my conversations anyway, whenever, or at least I think of it whenever somebody says, you know, they're going to shut something down. So you shut it down forever. Uh, it's very few people that actually get what I'm quoting from. So it's kind of like a litmus test. It's like, ah, oh, Dark City. Yeah, yeah, all right. So <laughs> it's the it's the only thing that comes to mind. <laughs> it's like, oh, have you seen Dark City? You mean shut it down forever? Yeah, man, it moves cool. I could just see you and Scott <laughs> in the same room when there's something bad going on and you're doing shut it down, shut it down forever. And then Scott's like, put it out, you fools. Put it out. <laughs> <laughs> Crispy bacon. Yep. <laughs> and then someone who doesn't know anything about movies is like, what the fuck are you guys doing? <laughs> Did you guys have a stroke? They're, they're, well, yeah, well, I'm saying. <laughs> oh, God. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, my number two is um, the gore slash blood splatter in this movie was pretty cool and not, doesn't really, don't know why it belongs in this movie, but yeah, that first kill up on the, the sign, I think it was up on the sign mm-hmm. where he gets chopped up. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that was pretty cool. The splats, the when the two buildings squish that one guy. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why this movie needed that. <laughs> to be honest, but there it is. Some sort mm-hmm. of gratuitous uh, corpsification in the beginning. Yeah, we're talking about like producers. God, put some tits in there. Put some yeah. blood. Come on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Put some rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> like. Alright, well, tits and rock and roll really don't go for this movie. Maybe we'll throw some blood Will we there. settle okay. for Jennifer Conley just barely singing something? Yeah. Yes. Alright. We got ourselves a movie. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, number one, Scott. Number one is The the Strangers, which I think is what they're supposed to like officially be called, but, but the aliens. Uh, they're just so weird. Uh, I like all their idiosyncrasies. The, the like the the teeth clicking thing they do when they're uh, tuning, I guess. Uh, just how they they all dress the same. They're, they're all just this weird approximation of of humanity via a, a hive mind. I, I would have liked to have seen a little more. I I, I don't know, um, androgyny maybe. Uh, I was looking at the cast list. There were there actually were women um, amongst them. Uh, maybe it was just hard to tell with with the, the shaved heads. Um, yeah, if uh, yeah, if the main group of strangers running around had like one or two ladies in there, it would have been cool. But. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that would have been interesting because I don't think the aliens would have cared one way or the other. Yeah, um, just a body. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, if they're gonna puppet a little kid around. Well, yeah, yeah, it, it, it doesn't matter. Uh, but yeah, just just the, the 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 general weirdness. I do think yeah, like you were saying, Alex. That they showed them in in the, all their full glory way too early in the movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think they should have saved that. Uh, but yeah, it, it just it felt like again an homage to, to older sci-fi, or at least sci-fi that had come before. Um, you know, for better or worse, the first thing that it reminded me of was was Dune. The way they were dressed, uh, the the, the yeah, spacing yeah. guild. It was like a cross yeah. between the. The spacing gold and the the Bene Gesserit, uh, just the, the way that they dressed, the shaved heads and the 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 cadaver bags, basically that they were wearing. Yeah. Uh, yeah just the the paleness. They're, they're kind of like vampiric in a way. 
which was totally makes sense. You know, they're basically feeding off of the city um, mm-hmm. to to survive. Uh, the uh, the knives they carried around were cool. Um, again, I could have done without the flying. Uh, that was a bit much, and, I, and, and again, I couldn't quite figure out whether they could all do that or just some of them. Yeah, that's yeah, that is another thing. It's like, why is Mister Book the only one fighting? Why don't they come together as the alien population that can just all murder this guy? Yeah, or, or like when they're chasing yeah. him, though, like they're like looking at him like outside of windows. It's like, well, why not fly up and catch him? <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, it, yeah. So didn't all. Uh, fit together uh but, but yeah just uh, just weird and, and and interesting uh like, like you said alex the whole shut it down i, I thought that that was kind of funny uh, <laughs> overconfident yeah shut just it like, down forever it's like the plot the script calls for us to move on to the next plot point <laughs> shut it all down <laughs> i i, I yeah. thought they they all just named each other just like random words in english because <laughs> again they they didn't they didn't really matter to them yeah uh, i think it was funny that like that again they're all super pale uh it, w- it would have been funny if there there was like a couple people with darker skin but but are still like having an aversion to the to the light which would have made more sense because uh, you, mm-hmm. you do see like at one point, he, he asked the guy in the subway, like, there's a black guy he asked, like, where to go. I think it's like the only black guy in the entire movie, really. <laughs> but... <laughs> no, no, these aliens are racist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, these are racist aliens. Quite literally. Uh, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, again, I, I thought the that they were interesting. They were kind of my favorite overall thing for the movie. Hmm. So, the... the teeth chattering in the the black i got like a cenobite hellraiser oh yeah that too yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah. Yeah. i I was i was also thinking about that yeah the cenobites or cenobites or however the hell it's pronounced yeah Yeah. all right alex Alex. enobites (laughs) alex Uh, number one i thought it was really cool and it's a neat concept of training john how to use all his powers through like a memory injection um I, th- I thought that was really super cool, even to this day. When when I saw it in the movie theater, and right now, uh, or the last time I saw it, super cool. It's just pretty much the same memories that he had, uh, except that he, <laughs> Keeper Sutherland, the doctor, just inserted himself in there, teaching him stuff on how to use his mind, mind powers, and, and whatnot. And, yeah, when he finally wakes up after absorbing all of that, uh, he, he, he knows Kung Fu. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. There's another one. I, I do like that his character kind of speaks more normally in the memories, because because he wouldn't have like the damaged nervous system there. Yeah, yeah. I just thought that was really neat. It's pretty cool. All right. Uh, my number one is not. Good. I mean, it's just it's special to me because it's the scene that every single time I watch this movie, I go, "Oh, I remember this movie," and it's the automat scene where he goes and gets his wallet. You know, oh yeah! I actually, you know, every time I watch this, except like this time I knew it. But the other three times, I go, "This doesn't look familiar. This doesn't look familiar." And as soon as he walks into that room, that store, or whatever, and there's the, it's the automat, and he gets his wallet. I'm like, I've seen this before. <laughs> yeah, that's it. There's nothing really special about it, but that's 
is what it reminds me. Although this time I swore that the blonde hooker or whatever that helps him out, I thought she was more integral in the story. Like, oh yeah, she helps guide him through the whole movie. <laughs> nope. Nope. I am Jesus. a hooker. <laughs> Uh, I, I was I was kind of frustrated with that scene because the the guy running the place was just an absolute douchebag. Like, hey, yes, he, yes, he gave his wallet back, but like, how was he expecting him to get it out? Because like, clearly his <laughs> money is in the wallet. Yeah, it's like you idiot. What are you doing? It was an ironic automat. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't know. Like I said, it's not a great scene. It's just that's the scene that every single time I saw that, I was like, oh, I've seen this. All right. Any honorable mentions? Uh, I've got a few. I'll let okay. go first, though. I got none. Yeah, I'll think of something. <laughs> okay. Um, just Jennifer Conley again was just. It was pretty wooden for like 90% of this movie. Uh, that was pretty wooden. So. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, disappointing. Uh, the, the the prostitute, Jeff, that you mentioned, uh, that was actually um, uh, Melissa George, which I, I don't expect you guys to know who she is. But, uh, George? George. <laughs> uh, this was her, her first movie. Um, I've seen her in, in a few things. and uh, uh, Yeah, she, she's obviously super hot. Um, but she was mm-hmm. great in uh, HBO. Um, she's probably over ten years ago now. Um, had a had a series with Gabriel Byrne as a psychiatrist. Uh, oh, is this in treatment? In treatment, yes. And she was in the first season, and and her and him were fantastic in in their sequences that they they had together. Hmm. Um, She's not thinking of End of Days. Sorry, Cape Burn. <laughs> it could, could have been. I don't know. I get those two mixed up. Okay. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's just interesting seeing her, seeing her there because it, it took me a minute to to recognize her. Um, and then finally, I did laugh out loud when <laughs> when the uh, the strangers raid the police station and they go around telling everybody to sleep. Yeah, they're all LARPing. I, I, yeah, I immediately thought of the EverQuest light. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> lightning bolt. Lightning bolt. Sleep. Death. Sleep. Lightning bolt. Oh, God. That was like... I think I think that LARP video was before even the woman flipping over the handlebars. I don't know, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know what video you're talking about. Really? You 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 uh, you would remember it if we, well, we'll look for it. We'll send it to you. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Alex, do you have any or no? Uh, nope. All right, let's rate it as usual. We rate on a scale of one to seven. Seven being perfection, one being garbage. Scott, what's your rating? Uh, I'm giving this a five. Um, I I thought I was gonna enjoy it more. Because uh, I because I do remember thinking it was it was like really cool, uh, but it, I guess it's been a long time. Uh, some of the the low production value and some of the editing and and some of the acting kind of lowered the the overall score for me this time. But but I did still think it was cool. Uh, you know, something we didn't really talk about was you know again with like the Matrix, like some of the philosophical questions that that it might raise. You know, let, let's say this. 
this was like happening in, in the real world like how would we know that that we that we've only been around since like last thursday um, well to get to shell beach you just take the the five over to huntington beach boulevard and then you just go straight down oh. i know how to get to shell beach okay yeah i stand corrected uh but yeah it's just overall a, a five okay alex i will also give this a five uh from from my memory and my uh, nostalgia of it, I thought I was going to give it a six all the way. Then I watched the movie and was like, oh, "Okay, let's let's give this a five. It's a great movie that uh, was definitely uh, an unknown. I, how would you describe this? It's a trendsetter. It, it, it set precedence for for uh, whereas it was a uh, inspiration for a lot of stuff that came after it. But in a movie that was only you know so so. Uh, but overall, I liked it more than disliked it. Okay, I give it a two. Wow, <laughs> Jesus! I, I really did not like it, and uh, the fact that it wasted not just two hours of my life, now eight hours of my life, <laughs> uh, really frustrates me. I, you know, Jeff, I, 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 at this point, and and I think it's a good thing, but at this point, I have no idea what, what you're going to like or not like anymore. <laughs> I genuinely thought you you would at least give this a four. Like you would enjoy it on some level. Yeah. No, did not. Like I, I didn't. Like I said, it was this wasn't one of those movies that that Alex and I choose specifically to torture you. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And I was actually, you know, this is when you guys nominated. I wasn't like, Ugh. I was kind of looking forward to it because, like I said, every time I've heard the premise of this movie, I think I'm going to like it, and it just doesn't execute for me. So okay. And the fact that it's like caused me to do it so many times, it has to be a two. Uh, it's not a one. It's not Dune. But it's bad. I think I gave one to something else recently. I hate that. But it wasn't good. And with that, it's time for our crossover moment, which or topic, which is what? Alaska. Uh, top five instances of amnesia. Hmm. Uh, so, like, so. What are we talking about? That That is it, right? I don't remember. Sure. T- <laughs> yes. Nice. Yeah, amnesia. Okay. Yeah. okay. You know, as fun as it would be to have separate lists again this week. Uh, oh, Shadow <laughs> the Vampire, I gave it one. There you go. Really? Jeez. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway. Uh, so, uh, get things kicked off. So just our, our top five moments of, or not moments, but uh, amnesia. Um, so number five is uh, just, I'm starting with a movie. Um, I think four out of my five are actually movies here. Uh, but something we did... Jeez, ah, I've lost all track of time now. Um, this, this midnight. This was definitely... Oh, thank yeah. you. Uh, actually, that's a lie. It's, it's totally not midnight for people listening at home. Uh, Jeff is a liar who lies. But I guess he's making a reference to that movie we just watched because he really liked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's staying with him. Uh Jeez, another one of those movies. I feel like we just did this, but it was probably like almost two years ago now. But uh, Jackie Chan's "Who Am I?" Oh, that's my number four. Who am I? It's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. Uh, So yeah, this is probably my favorite Jackie Chan movie. Uh, But it's all about him, you know, not remembering who he is. Uh, It's a Jackie Chan movie, so the. Though the plot doesn't really matter too much. Uh, it's uh, more like... So, this movie happens to have some of my favorite Jackie Chan fight scenes. Uh, mm-hmm. 
the whole again amnesia thing they have a little bit of fun with uh some of it is is borderline racist if not outright racist but still <laughs> uh who am i is my number five jackie chains who am i nice it's a good one and we did it almost two years ago today it was january 19 wow oh there you go so, there you go all right alex number five my number five is a movie I just saw recently. Is Liam Neeson in Unknown? Uh, he wakes up in the hospital. He tries to find his wife, but it turns out that it's his wife says, "I don't know who you are," even though they've been married for years. Uh, spoiler alert: Turns out he is actually an assassin, and that was his cover story. But because of the car accident that he was in, he thinks he's the person that he was uh, pretending to be. Well, awesome! Now I don't need to watch that movie. You don't because it's not good. <laughs> it's it's not a it's not a good film. Well, it, I mean, it's got some good ideas, some good car chases. At, at any point, does, uh, he, does he do like Jackie Chan does, but only at, like in Liam Neeson voice? Who am I? <laughs> no, it's mostly about his wife. It's like that's my wife. Okay, but get yeah. off my plane. Get off my uh, wife. Yeah. Get off my <laughs> wife. <laughs> yeah. Give me back my son. Yeah. All these actors. Old man. Yeah. Um, all right. So my number five might be cheat because I did like symptoms of amnesia, not necessarily amnesia. So I don't know if we're allowing this. Oh. After um, last week, anything goes. <laughs> um, that's that's <laughs> what I'm going Yeah. Bob Barker. So I'm going with, because I think this is one of the better movies, but because it's kind of pushing the... Push it a little bit here. I'm going to say Total Recall. That absolutely and counts. Does it? Okay. Because he doesn't technically have amnesia, does he? He just has his mind. Like, he doesn't... Like, people keep telling him stuff that he doesn't remember, so... Right. I don't know if we're really, yeah, really being specific, it. like, with amnesia. Yeah. Like, diagnosed amnesia. Right. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Anyway, Total Recall. Yeah, you no, guys know the story. One. Hauser. Quaid. Quaid Hauser. <laughs> if I'm not place. you, who am I? <laughs> I'm no you. Shit. Yeah, you're me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got five kids to feed. All right, Scott, number four. Number four. I, I already mentioned this a couple of times in this episode, but Memento. Uh, Memento. So I, I think Memento gets uh, quite a bit of backlash, and I think fairly so. Uh, but the first time I saw it, I enjoyed it. I thought it was uh, pretty novel, uh, at least the format of. of um, you know, spoilers. If anyone that hasn't happened to see it, of, of telling the, the story backward. Um, but it, think, think about Memento. Uh, it, it, it's very cool. It's also very unsatisfying. <laughs> which maybe is the whole, <laughs> it's not which, long, but it's which, skinny. Which is maybe yes. Which which is maybe the the whole point of it. But uh, yeah, my number four is Memento. Uh, yeah, this is one of the first movies I thought of, but I never really liked this movie, so I didn't make my list. Yeah, yeah, that's one of those movies that I'm not willing to argue like <laughs> about. Like, yeah, I enjoyed it. I get why people don't like it. Yeah, because yeah. I'm actually hit or miss with uh, the director guy, Christopher Nolan. Yeah, he makes. I love stuff that he makes. Other stuff. Well, I mean, I'm even like, his eh. Batman movies aren't even. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. true. Um, all right, uh, Scott number four. Or sorry, Alex number four. Number four is Who Am I? Awesome. Definitely one of the the better Jackie Chan movies. They sing the Friendship song. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Friendship. 
My number four is a is a rom com starring Adam Sandler and, and Drew Barrymore. Well, whoopee Not quite as good as Wedding Singer, but it's Fifty First Dates. Yeah, that one's okay. It's okay. I like it because I think those two have good chemistry, so it's good to see them in a movie get together. But I mean, I love Wedding Singer so much more, but, but it's still good. I've never never sat down yeah. to watch that one. Yeah, watch it. I don't Sean, like rom coms. Sean Astin tolerate it. it. Yeah, he's like all he's all lithby, right? <laughs> yeah. Is uh, what's his face in it? Rob Schneider. Rob yeah. Schneider. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> okay. I already know who you're talking about. <laughs> uh, it's worth watching. Anyway, that's my number. <laughs> Jeff's critic says it's worth watching. <laughs> Scott, number it three. Thanks. Uh, so, uh, my number three. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, get into video games because uh, I've, I've got to bring up fi- one of the Final Fantasies every t- chance that I can. Uh, Final mm-hmm. Fantasy six. Oh fuck you, Scott. Um, uh, specifically <laughs> number one. the. Uh, you know, Alex, I I, I started. I, I listened to the first half of the uh, RPG episode. Yeah. Uh, I think I think we did some some yeoman's work there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we talked. You did. May I thank you for not inviting me to that episode? <laughs> that's the. That's the. It was funny when I was listening to it. I, I, I kept thinking to myself, "Good Lord, Jeff would have hated being on this one." <laughs> I didn't know any game you guys were talking about. Yeah. Like I would have said, "Oh, Final Fantasy is an RPG game," and you'd be like, "Which one?" Yeah, I I'm almost. Like, oh. I, I almost stopped listening though after we we we, we made the. Uh, uh, virtual boy jokes because I was like, "There's no way the episode's gonna get better from here." <laughs> I was dying. Uh, anyway. Oh, sorry. Wait. Sorry to interrupt. Real quick. Uh, I never played any Final Fantasy game. But which one came out? I think it was the original PlayStation in like the mid to late 90s that everybody played. Seven. That was seven. Yeah, seven. And where did you guys have that on your list? Was that t- the higher part or the lower part? I think that was enough. I, I, I didn't listen to the second part, so I can't speak for everybody else, but I'm pretty sure I had it higher. So it was probably in the second episode. Okay. Yeah, I think so. I just remember that's when I was working at Disneyland, and every day I'd come in, and these guys, and I'm the nerd video game guy, but these guys would all be in the corner chattering like what they did the night before and everything. I was like, fuck. <laughs> I, need, I need a PlayStation, but I never. I never sold I my soul to the devil. Hey, instead, Xbox instead, Nintendo man. Instead, you, you, you put thousands of hours into EverQuest. That is true. Was I playing EverQuest during that? I must have been, yeah. Yeah. But what a bunch of nerds. All right. <laughs> uh, so any, anyways, Scott. Final Fantasy VI, uh, the main, well, arguably the central character anyways, uh, Terra. The whole thing starts mm-hmm. with, with her uh, not knowing who she is. So Yeah. Not going to go into any more specifics there. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Number three, Final Fantasy VI, Terra. Play it, All people. Right. Alex. Uh, where are we? Number three. threes? My number yes. three is Memento. Uh, yeah, uh, the movie's pretty cool, especially the way it's told. <laughs> if you told the movie, like, forwards, uh, probably wouldn't be that interesting. Uh, yeah, Memento. <sighs> Don't answer the phone is the tattoo that you got under there. Watch out. Avoid right. the clap. <laughs> yeah. oh, I wish that was a tattoo that was that he peeled off during the phone call. <laughs> All right, my number three is a movie I have not seen 
over 20 years, maybe pushing 30 years. They just did a remake of it, and it would be Overboard with Kurt Russell and not his wife, who I can't think of her name right now. Goldie Hawn. You know, I've never seen that movie. Yeah, so the premise is she's like this rich snob pretty girl who gets falls and gets amnesia and Kurt Russell tricks her into thinking that she's his wife and hasn't raised his kids. I don't even know if they were his kids, but it was this whole thing. I liked it as a kid. I don't know. I I yeah, I remember enjoying it too. It's been a while. I would not seen the remake. Yeah, I did not see the remake either. Because, you know, in that one, it's the guy who gets amnesia. Hmm. Roller. That's original. Whoa. Yeah, explain to him how he popped out all those kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyway, Exit. I sh- maybe I'll put it on the list. as I enjoyed it as a kid. It's got Kurt Russell, and it can't be that bad. Yeah, that's true. Uh, there you go. Number, my number three. <laughs> it's not 3,000 miles to toilet. Next <laughs> time, right. <laughs> Scott, number two. All right. Uh, <laughs> Are you trying to decide? <laughs> sorry, just audio issues on my side. Um, uh, my number two. So, I I tried to avoid any any movies about. Uh, well, avoid the clap. Just, well, avoiding the clap is, is a given, but uh, mm-hmm. uh, tried to, to to not fill my list with with movies that were about um, super assassins that that had amnesia, and yet three of my five happened to be that. <laughs> you'd argue that even though Jackie Chan doesn't kill people he still pretty much qualifies um, yeah. number two though is The Born Identity uh, turn hey. Matt, Matt Damon in, in, mm-hmm. into an action star uh, it, was, it was a really cool um, international uh, spy action flick at a time when, when Bond was James Bond was kind of uh, at its nadir uh, and it kind of set the tone for for future movies like that. Uh, it was just it was, it was pretty slick. Um, it still holds up. It's still a, a lot of fun to watch the first movie. The other movies mm-hmm. are, are fun as well, uh, but but the first movie is, is really cool. It's got one of my favorites, uh, Franco Patente, uh, from Ro- Lola Rent. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, The Born Identity is my number two. Very cool. I'll nice. have a little more to say about this later. Um, Alex, number two. My number two is, I hope I have this on my list because I've been banned from putting any more movies on my list <laughs> to, to watch for this podcast <laughs> because it's super fucking long. But uh, The Long Kiss Goodnight, that whole movie is just, yeah, as Scott said, assassins <laughs> uh, losing their memory. And uh, yeah, this one's uh, pretty awesome. Gina Davis uh, gets shot in the face and then she wakes up and then she starts a whole new life. Until her old life catches up with her, it's, yeah, it's, really, awesome. it's really weird when when Jeff Goldblum shows up and starts <laughs> starts vomiting on her donuts. It's, it's yeah. And, and then Tom she... Hanks shows up and says, "You're missing the baseball game. <laughs> Avoid the clap." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's my favorite quote from from the movie. Jeff, you're missing the baseball game. <laughs> oh man. There's something about crying. No, it's, it's about missing yeah. the baseball game. <laughs> There's so many lights going to cut, too. Scott, I'm, a, I'm in a league of my own. <laughs> Though, so, hey-o. Ooh, hey-o. All right, that it? That's, yeah, that's Alex's good day. Yeah. All right. My number two 
while this is not necessarily a movie about amnesia, the bad guy in it's got a, a form of amnesia, and that is Captain America 2 Winter Soldier. I'll allow it. Oh, okay. Nice. Doesn't know who he is. That's, he's the super bad in that movie. Even by the end of that movie, he... They has a kind of a small connection. It's not until later on where he flips, I guess. And mm-hmm. but he's been deep, he's been programmed, all that stuff. But yeah, as that possibly be still being my favorite Marvel movie, uh, I had to include it on my list. Um, yeah, Bucky, the Winter Soldier from Captain America Two, the Winter Soldier. <laughs> I don't think I don't think there's a two in the title, is there? Uh, no, no. Yeah, I think it's just Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Yeah, I think only. Never mind. I'm going to don't go down that route. Uh, Alex, mm-hmm. sorry, Scott. Number one. Uh, number one is the long kiss goodnight. Uh, yeah, the Ooh. movie's just just a blast. Uh, it's it's a great uh, action flick. Uh, it, it was it felt novel at the time. Uh, yeah, that, basically all the things Alex said. Uh, it was one of those things that I knew nothing about before I sat down to watch it. This is. Sam Jackson, um, def, def, it had to be post Pulp Fiction, but pre uh, Die Hard. I'm, I'm unsure at that at that point, but uh, yeah, I th- well, yeah, I think it was pre Die Hard. Yeah, he's not. Cause he, I I seem to remember watching the trailer for Die Hard and was like, oh, it's the guy from The Long Kiss Goodnight. Yeah, it it was a, a really cool bit of casting because. He he's not in the in the movie. He's not like a badass or anything. He's just like a normal guy that gets caught up with with her stuff, um, and you know. But it's Sam Jackson with all the charisma and the and, and the swearing. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, anyway, long kiss goodnight. Um, if anybody hasn't seen this movie, it's it's a lot of fun. I've never Agreed. seen that movie. Yeah. Oh, is it is it not on our lists? <laughs> I just said. I hope it's on mine. Oh, well, if it's on your list, there's nothing I can do about it, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Scott. Oh, sorry, Alex, number one. Number one, Final Fantasy VI. Uh, it's still one of my all-time favorite RPGs. Uh, one of my top Super Nintendo games. It might be my second favorite below Chrono Trigger. Uh, yeah, it's a f- fantastic adventure from beginning to end. I recommend Okay. Yeah, there it is. Why is right. am I number? Go ahead, sir. Anything? Well, I was gonna say my number one, but do you have anything to say on that or no? No. All right. My number one, uh, Scott already mentioned it, is the Bourne Identity. Um, they're not my favorite action movies because of the you know the the quick edit cuts. You never know what the hell's going on in an action fight. Because I guess I don't know why. Because Matt Damon can't do all the stunts. I'm not sure. But Matt Damon. It, it was a they're fun, especially that first one. I could tell you they all run together, and I could not tell you which plots from which movie, but they're <laughs> yeah. fun. He he's good in them. Um, yeah, the born identity and the born supremacy and the born ultimatum and the born supremacy. There you mm-hmm. go. Which one's the, the one, one with Hawkeye? Yeah, yeah. I was going to say yeah. the one with Jeremy Irons or Jerry. What's Jeremy his name? Renner. Renner. Jeremy then, no, Matt. Matt Damon's getting older. There's. The next one, which is the the born colonoscopy. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> All right. right. 
that's it. Uh, you guys have any honorable mentions? I had a couple, uh, but one was a question. Could any of the Zelda games be deal with amnesia? Because Link wakes hmm. up every time and doesn't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> well, that's just the player. A Link to the Past. Yeah. He, 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 it's not like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, one of these, which one's Link to the Past? This oh, one where, like, it's a story. You're a boy or something, and you grow up, you're going to be Link. So, so Ocarina of Time. Like, yeah, you don't know your whole past, I think. And then in... Uh, Link's Awakening. Breath of the Wild. Oh, that one, definitely. Yeah, you wake up not knowing anything about anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you literally go around looking for your memories in that one. That's part of the... Yeah, see? Part of the exploration stuff. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Gandalf the White doesn't necessarily have amnesia, but there's a little thing is like, oh, Gandalf. That's what they used to call me. But he gets over it really quickly. It's not an issue. He goes he goes straight from Yes, I am that guy to like super grumpy Gandalf again. Yeah. <laughs> In the span of like Gimli opening up his mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there it is. It was Gimli that did it. And then another uh, honorable mention would be Spock in anything after well basically yeah. the voyage home and stuff where he's being reprogrammed and he has a kind of memory. I don't even know what to explain that one. Yeah, he's, well, he did a lot of LDS. <laughs> yeah, he did. So, those are mine. Any others? Uh, uh, from the Super Nintendo 16-bit era flashback. Ooh. You guys remember that? I do. It sounds familiar. Was that like... Um... It's like Prince of per- Prince of per- Jesus. Prince of Persia-style graphics? Uh better but yes it it was it was that kind of platformer but yeah they they had a lot of frames of animation for like the character running and everything it was super smooth at the time uh yeah and the story is like uh, a little bit similar actually to dark city because there was uh, he found out that there was aliens living among humans and stuff and they took away his memories so that he wouldn't do any more research into it and or tell anybody uh yeah and he has to save the earth so what about there was a game called Out of This World? Was that a sequel to that? Uh, it wasn't a sequel, but I think it was the same like development team. There was like the other like Blackthorn or something like that. I think so. Yeah, but absolutely. but there is there was a sequel. There was a flashback too. Okay, I thought they were related somehow because Out of This World I loved it, and yeah, it had super smooth animation. It was just so hard to play. Yeah. Flashback was the same. It had weird timings because it was based on the animations, you see. It turned out just a little bit because you would push the button, but then it would have to go through the animation in order to do the action. So your timing would have to be, uh, like, you'd have to push the button a little bit ahead of how you wanted the, the character to move. Yeah. It, I, I'm looking here. They are, I don't know if they're a sequel, but they're related games. And, yeah, and it's the same style of... Yeah, just, oh my god, I remember that first scene of Out of This World, the first level. Okay, you jump over a little worm, but you have to jump over it just perfectly, and then you get the run, and then you release a boulder, and you have to run back the other way and swing from this, and oh. Mm-hmm. It's kind of similar to the Limbo games, but uh, way less forgiving. <laughs> like, you yeah. have to nail your jumps and timing left, you know, it was, oof. And there was no continues or anything, I think you just, that was it. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, honorable mention for me for uh, Sorry. Resident Evil, the the movie, the first one. Mm, I still Jeez. have not seen that. That's the only good one, but I don't remember it. Amnesia. Amnesia. I don't remember her having amnesia, I should say. Right? Doesn't Mila Jovovich have amnesia? Well, Is I don't spoil anything now. <laughs> oh, sorry. It was. I liked that movie. I didn't like the, any of the other ones. God damn. What was that and one? And then you you'll love your Monster house? Hunter. I thought it was that... Was it your house, Alex? You were watching that one of the crappy ones, and the guy she jumps through the plain glass <laughs> window in the church. The that was oh I think that God. was the second movie. Oh yeah. Whew. Wes Anderson right. is really taking a dive in quality for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's time for Alex knows sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball. Uh, so, uh, Olympics hopefully happening this year, and the U.S. Yay. and Mexico are set for qualifying tournaments in March. Uh, for... So, if you, uh, I don't know, just Olympics. For football? Probably for soccer. I think, yeah, I think, I think soccer. soccer now in the Olympics is like youth soccer? Or it's like 18 or 21 or younger? I think it's 20 and under or something. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. What are the weird rules for hockey? Not that, the, that that's the Winter Games, I get it, but... Uh, well, they're... So, last Olympics, they removed pros all completely. Uh, or at least NHL pros. Um, but other than that, before that, and I think what's going to happen next, is it'll be... There's no real limitations. People, you can be... People do whatever the hell they want. Yeah. Yeah, 50-year-old, as long <laughs> as you're not a pro. The league was using it as a ploy to get the new labor agreement, and so uh, they just didn't want to go to Korea. But of course, they're not going to pass on the opportunity to do it in China. It's money, 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 money. China. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, I wonder if they're going to do the same for basketball, <laughs> or if they're going to just do pros like forever. I think so. Yeah. I think I think they'll do pros because. NBA is kind of weird where these guys are, are huge, like they have huge fan bases in other countries. Whereas I don't, I don't think that's no, the that's same true. for like a lot of other sports, like other than like the top names. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, like was it like the Kobe Bryant jersey, the number one sold jersey in China or Beijing yeah, or yeah, something like, like some that? Yeah, some of these guys, like yeah, they, they're like really popular over there, like in a way that yeah. they're like the, the best hockey players or the best football players or... Baseball players would not be. Yeah. Okay. Well, there it is. Yeah. Either, either way, I, I really do hope that, that things are under control enough that, that we can actually have the summer games. I, I, I do genuinely enjoy that that couple of weeks every every four years or two mm-hmm. years, I guess, if you if you go back and forth between the winter and summer games. I do. I swing both ways. <laughs> nice. Mix. I think I've said this before. That first week, I'm all in, and then <laughs> I fade. And finally, I'm like, I'm a little bit over it. <laughs> I'll come home from work and catch up on the stuff that happened during the afternoon, and then watch prime time all night. And then, well, it, it'll... and I'm still an old man this way. Like I don't, I know I can, unless it happens to be in our time zone, which it normally isn't. 
Like, I know all the stuff I'm watching. I know the result. You can find the results online. I try not to do that. I just sit there and just watch the TV and... <sighs> it's good times for like a week. And I'm like, all right. I, I, I wonder what I'm going to do this time around because I, for like the first time in like my entire life, basically, I don't have cable. So uh, just subscribe to, to like to a figure cheap VPN. To, to stream it somehow. Yeah. yeah, or just get like yeah, get one of those services for a month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, assuming like my like my PlayStation or Xbox can actually use one of those apps. Yeah. Even computer. if not main app, get yeah. like Hulu or YouTube TV or something for a month. And then... Yeah. Yeah, because I think uh, I don't know if they're doing it again, but the BBC last time ran it all the Olympic events for free. Or as many as they can, you know, broadcast. But oh, there you go. Yeah, and they stream for free too. So if you just get a VPN, but but then I have to watch the subtitles. <laughs> yeah, oi! That's a nice fucking pirouette, right there. It's time for Nim News. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. All right. Uh, so, uh, really, only one thing I want to talk about this week. Um, I. I I do want to dig into this more. Uh, maybe we'll have like a, a separate uh, Patreon episode for this, maybe. Uh, but I, I do want to get the ball rolling talking about WandaVision, which premiered last oh, Friday yeah. as of this recording. Uh, Disney aired the first two episodes, uh, which I, I thought was interesting. Um, I think they did that just because they're so short. <laughs> and, and also maybe they were worried that that they needed to maybe show a little bit more with, with what was going on in here. Uh, but I think it's more the latter because the Mandalorian episodes are some of them are that long. So I don't think that's, but, but I think, well, I think yeah. the Mandalorian's always like minimum, like half hour. That's I, what I, these were, right? Were, were they? Yeah. 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 Standard, standard 60 sitcom length. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, at, at any rate, uh, without getting, too much into spoilers here. Uh, I think get it, the spoilers. Yeah. I give a spoiler. Alert. We'll talk. Spoiler. About it. Alert, spoiler. Alert. Um, I, I guess more to say, like I don't want to break it down too much, but uh, I, I think th- this this whole series is definitely intended to be a slow burn. Uh, I think I think Oof. I caught the tail end of you guys talking about this before we, oh, we yeah. started uh, recording this this, this episode. Um, definitely supposed to be a slow burn. Um, I kind of wish, you know, jumping around here, I kind of wish they didn't show the the thing at the end of the first episode, and I think they did it at the end of the second, of, of them, like, being in some kind of weird computer studio thing. Uh, I think that was unnecessary. Oh, where they pull back from the TV? Yeah, I think I think that was unnecessary. Yeah. Uh, there's definitely um, something darker going on here, something sinister. Um, <laughs> that I think... Maybe she's in a dark city. Whoa! <laughs> Again, Ooh. this this is a, a good companion piece uh, yeah. that that will that we're going to learn more and more about, obviously, uh, as as the season goes on. Um, so, just just some some basic takeaways from these first two episodes for me. Uh, I grew up on Naked Night and syndicated television, mm-hmm. so the the first episode is is definitely uh, an homage to the Dick Van Dyke show. Uh, they even have the gag about tripping over the. The, the chair, the ottoman, or whatever, uh, but with vision instead phasing through it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, th- I, th- I thought that was a cute gag. <laughs> um, they have the laugh tracks. Uh, I did like how the laugh tracks were like 
never intended to like actually key up the jokes. Um, like the jokes aren't supposed to be funny for with that that are going along with the laugh track. Um, and yeah. I, I really don't think most of the jokes are, are supposed to be funny. Um, it's just supposed to be uh, like set up this again these these, these idyllic fifties and sixties sitcoms, um, but with the the darker underpinnings. Uh, the the second episode is much more of an I Dream of Genie um, thing, and, and even the Bewitched. What did I say? I Dream of Genie. Yeah, yeah, same thing. I, I totally meant Bewitched. Sorry, because the I think Bewitched. I, no, you, you're, you're right. I, I meant to say Bewitched because the intro is is supposed to be like the Bewitched yeah. with the with the animation and everything. Um, although mm-hmm. I Dream of Genie kind of had that too. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, they they set up the the whole thing of of their their powers, uh, it, it is um, uh, the interesting that her her powers are expanded at least in whatever this kind of dream world that they're inhabiting, uh, where she can actually alter reality, which is actually a power of the real, <laughs> or not the real, but the uh, Com- the, the mainstay comic version of of Wanda Maximoff. Yeah, uh, you know, in in the movie so far, she can just kind of. Um, but they showed her being able to manipulate people's memories, uh, which which has never come into play since. Uh, but mm-hmm. she can definitely do like telekinetic stuff. Um, so yeah, the I, I ooh, excuse me, um, yeah, I, I I've enjoyed these two episodes so far. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to see how things unravel more and more as they go along. Um, I thought it was super cool. Uh, the the two throwaway commercials that they have. Uh, the first one is yeah. is yeah. for the toaster by by Stark Co or whatever it was called. The second one was Strucker, whatever Co. <laughs> uh, so obviously yeah. hinting at stuff that that happened or is happening in in the real world. Uh, did you guys notice mm-hmm. the the sound the toaster made? Yeah, how could you not? Yeah. Okay. I don't think I did. What was it like? The yeah. It was the no. it was the Iron Man firing up, or the the hand not the firing up, but the hand pulsing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that one. I thought it was just the beeping that it was making. Plus, it was a colored red light. No, it totally was supposed to look like a robot. Yeah. The, yeah. Um, um. The uh, the other one you said Strucker. I don't know the name. Obviously, it's all the Hell Hydra so, logo on so it. So Strucker. Was the in in Age of Ultron? He's the guy that runs the facility at the beginning of the movie. the The one that gives the big speech about how they're going to fight to the death, and he leans over to his subordinate and says, "Prepare to uh, surrender." Uh, oh, okay. But but the he's bunker scene. Yeah, yeah. But he's he's the guy that basically, I don't know if he carried out the experiments, but he ordered the experiments that created the the Maximum's powers. So that was my next question. Do we know how those two, the twins, or I don't know if they're twins, or brother and sister, got their powers? It was it was know? through the Mind Stone somehow. Right. Like they 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 never really go into great detail about what they did, um, but somehow they're able to alter or you know turn them into enhanced or enhances okay. or whatever. I don't know what the plural is. <laughs> the meta humans. Like meta humans is <laughs> yeah, it's easy. Right? Yeah. Uh, in the comics, though, aren't these two like Magneto's kids or something? Yes, they're supposed yes. to be Magneto's kids. They're just mutants. Okay. Yeah. 
Right. That's I wonder if that will change now that they have the rights to X Men now. But. Yeah. So I, nah. I uh, again, I, I I liked what I saw. I'm looking forward to, to seeing how it unravels. I I I'm gonna enjoy seeing how the sitcoms change because I definitely grew up on the next set of things. So eventually we're gonna get to like the Roseanne style sitcom at some point. I'm sure. Um, I'm curious to see what they do for the '70s. Um, if that's going to be like a uh, uh, Three's Company, yeah, Three's Company kind of thing. That that would be pretty <laughs> funny. Um, but yeah, I, I I like both actors. Uh, uh, Elizabeth Olsen is is definitely easy on the eyes, especially in the second episode. Um, and Paul Bettany is is uh, seems to be having fun with the character. Uh, Catherine Hahn is great too. It's the nosy neighbor. Uh, keeps oh, yeah. keeps sneaking in like more. Um, like, <laughs> Her husband Ralph. Yeah, more more modern stuff, I guess. Like yeah. about getting drunk and, and little sex jokes here and there. Uh, but she's she's great. Uh, you had the is it Mary Jo something? I can't remember her name. Uh, Deborah Jo Rupp. De- Deborah Jo Rupp. Thank you. Uh, the mom from that '70s show. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess that's like the part she's born to play. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and uh, so, like, all that stuff's great. The, the set of the house looks exactly like something from one of those TV shows. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in the, in the second episode, you had Emma Caulfield, uh, who's a Buffy the Vampire Slayer alum. Uh, so it was cool to see her. She's the, the uber-aggressive... Uh, uh, I don't know, PTA mom. I don't know what to call yeah. it. Uh, even though there's no kids running around. But, uh, any, anyway, so I, I had to talk about this forever. Um, I, just overall, I'm enjoying it. Patreon for more. Um, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Just other takeaways. Uh, um, so questions for you guys. Like, I, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll save what I think, but what, what do you guys think is going on based on these first two episodes? Well, it's well, it, it well obviously it's hard to say, but Wanda has some control over it. It's not clear to me whether she is trapped somewhere or whether she's trapped herself in this illusion that she's made for herself and other people are just observing. Yeah, I'm wondering. So my first thought was that she's controlling it. She put herself in here, and I don't know if it's grief. Over what happened with Vision and you know the, the fallout of mm-hmm. Infinity War and Endgame, uh, that's my thought. Is that she's kind of put herself here, but I it's very little information to go off of. So um, I'm a little confused about like in that first episode when what the boss was choking and no one was doing anything about it until she told Vision to save him. That was kind of weird. Yeah, yeah that was that was a cool scene because she's like kind of stone faced the whole thing. Yeah, and then, but nobody else is reacting. The wife is; she just keeps laughing, and Paul Bettany's not doing anything or Vision, I should say. Yeah, so, uh, that was kind of weird. And then, obviously, the the red was it an airplane that yeah, showed helicopter. up in the yard? Helicopter? Yeah, that was and that then, like totally looked like Iron Man suit. Iron Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the blood later on. So, yeah, that's I have. I can tell you my thoughts. I enjoyed it, and like I said, we grew up watching those those shows too. If that's all this series is going to be, it might not be for me. 
I, I can tell you that. But so far, I like it. I'm, I'm willing to give it, you know, a few more episodes. I'm, I'm in for the ride. If it's just going to be that we're mocking, we're putting these Marvel characters in this, you know, in each genre of old sitcom, I, I don't know if I will continue to like it. But so far, I'm in. And, uh, yeah, that's where yeah. I come from. Right? So, so, yeah, I, I, I think you, you guys are pretty much right on. Uh, she's somehow um, allowed herself to be put into some kind of state. I think I think there is a third party involved. The, the whole sword and circle thing. Yeah. Um, trying to figure out what, what that is exactly. Um, I think the vision, like, is as an individual entity is in there as well. It's not just a con- some kind of construct that she's created based on her memories of him. Because uh, I, I think they they keep like showing him away from her, like so she's not always aware yeah. of what it is that he's yeah, yeah. doing or what he's up That's to. True. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it could just be that again. It's just like the weird TV show thing, and it doesn't matter. Maybe I'm reading too much into that, but <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, that's because Johnson's a communist. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was funny. <laughs> that, that actually made me laugh. Uh, but. Yeah. But the uh, yeah, she, I think she definitely has on some level control over. Well, I don't think I don't, that that's not like a leaving logic. You actually see her do that at the end of the second episode. She yeah. she does have some kind Please. of control over what's going on, but not total control. Um, so yeah, it's, it's still very difficult to, to get a handle on whether bad stuff's happening to her or not. I think the other thing that's going on is that they're tapping into Vision's, like, super android computer power. Um, oh, yeah. Whether, whether that means, like, him, like, as an individual is there, or just his, like, residual whatever. Um, so why that is, well, well, obviously we don't, there's not too much uh, to hint at that. It could just be that, like, this is how they're going to spin him up again. They just need to get him going. That's why they have to keep having comp- compute stuff. Or maybe whoever this group is, like that was part of the deal to like they get to use his computer brain and they get to live out this thing uh together. Mm. Um so maybe that that's part of it. Um I am curious I'm I'm very curious as to who the voice is that, that came through on the radio. Oh yeah. because uh, you know, I, I, I didn't it's not like I rewound to, to like listen to it again, but um you know if that's if we're supposed to eventually go like, oh, okay. Or if it's just like a new character or or whatever. Um, and then finally, I think the beekeeper that popped out of the sewer, I think that was... Bees. I think that was also Vision. A Vision or Vision? I think that was Vision as well, or like a different aspect of him. Oh, okay. Like, hmm. maybe, maybe... Now, this, this is the part that's a stretch. Um... A, I thought it kind of looked like him, so maybe that's why I'm thinking this. Mr. Fantastic. Yes, there you go. No, um... It's a stretch. <laughs> or Mr. Plastic. Nice. Uh, I, I think it was supposed to be a metaphor for for debugging. Like, <laughs> no, that is a stretch. Yeah, like, but, I mean, think about it. Yeah, you don't know. Like, don't it, know yet. If it, like if if someone who was like fixing the program in real time popped up, um, or or trying to shut it down or whatever the case may be, 
Um, rounding up bugs. Uh, a beekeeper is an apt metaphor for that, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. could be. Makes sense. Uh, so, um, yeah, I know I'm, 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 I've done way too much talking here. Uh, it, anything else that you guys uh, want to <laughs> talk about for these first couple episodes? Um, I had it. Now I lost it. I just, I uh, I never watched Dick Van Dyke show. My parents did. I got more of a, I love Lucy vibe out of the first one, but yeah, it was like an amalgam of both of them, but it could be both. Yeah. Just like the misunderstanding type thing, which maybe happened in Dick Van Dyke. So I I don't know Uh, the heart. uh... (laughs) I abbreviated it. Why would you do that? I can think of (laughs) Like, that was a pretty funny joke. Yeah. Um, oh, man. Oh, man. I sound like Scott now. Uh, uh, Scott, say, or Alex, say something. Oh, man. It's like, oh, I I remember everything. And I mean, literally, I literally remember everything. Oh, yeah, then what's the heart for? Ah, <laughs> like that, that whole exchange. There were some really good funny jokes in there every once in a while. Yeah, the magic good show timing. was fun. Yeah, is that how mirrors work? It's like that was my grandma's piano. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that was fun. <coughs> I, I did like the idea of of him getting drunk off of swallowing gum. Like that's such a weird thing, but it, it was it was pretty funny. <laughs> it's like oh, it was really gumming up the works. Uh, not it's funny without this thing. <laughs> oh, I remember now. I'm wondering, and I'm thinking that her brother may make an appearance in this. Hmm. Ooh, that would be a huge flex because I, I don't. That guy hasn't had. That guy's had fuck all to do with MCU after he. <laughs> yeah. To shuffle But that might be something. She controls it, and maybe that's something that shocks her back. I don't know. I wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise yeah, me. I mean, if they pulled him. Given back. given the shit that the Disney the MCU's done recently, yeah. But it's gonna be the Quicksilver from the X Men movies. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, go. ultimate flex. <laughs> gonna go with the what? Or it can be the surfboard t-shirts. <laughs> I, it's a I still surfer. Have, I still wear a couple Quicksilver t-shirts. Yeah, you know, back from my my surfer days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, that's. I don't have anything else more to say about. It. I'll, I'll keep watching it. Obviously, I mean, I'll, I'm going to finish the season no matter what. I'm just. I'm a little skeptical, but I'm in it. That's my theory on it. I, I, I do appreciate the them time. keeping it at least so far smaller stakes, definitely smaller special effects. Like I don't think the the plates floating around. I think that was supposed to look like like a a, a bee witch, well, yeah, like were, just pulling on strings. Yeah, they're all on strings. Yeah, yeah it, it yeah. was supposed to look cheesy. Um, and, and I think it's a good thing because I think where where these these shows are going to run into problems with on the. Disney Plus is when they have to do the big action stuff. Um, you know, it just how much money are they actually going to... Are they willing to spend on this stuff? We'll, we'll find out, I guess. But, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I did love how it started out. All of a sudden it went to black and white. The aspect ratio changed. The the, the sound yeah, went to cool. mono. Yeah. Like everything. That was that was a nice little touch. Yeah. So, looking forward to this stuff. Um Anything else? Again, uh, I think Jeff, you said you were, you were good. Alex, anything else? Nope. Um, just just one other bit of news. I don't even remember where I saw this today, but um, apparently they they somebody confirmed that uh, that they're gonna do another Daredevil rendition. 
also with Charlie Cox. But part of the news was that, like, the Netflix stuff wouldn't be canon. Like, it, it, a lot of it didn't make sense to me. <laughs> uh, um, I'm perfectly happy to have, have Charlie Cox uh, stay as Daredevil. He's, he's good as Matt Murdock. No problems there. Um, but it just seems like a, a long road to hoe to, to get rid of all that stuff. And, and I think part of what people really liked about Daredevil is because it was very gritty. Um, and again, the Disney Plus has not done anything like that. Yeah. So... Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if they want to know Power Fist out of existence and <laughs> change that up, that's fine. <laughs> but uh, I really, I still really like Luke Cage and uh, Daredevil and Punisher. So if they're going to cut all that, that whole section out of the MCU, I don't know, man. Yeah. Man, I mean, was never like part it. of the MCU, though. Yeah, he was. No. Luke yeah. Cage and Daredevil. They they, never... they 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 barely mentioned the stuff that happened. The New York yes. incident. Yeah, yeah. I think they mentioned. Yeah, I think they actually that's... say Thor's name at one point. But still, yeah. that's kind of what I like about it. It's like they they were just in another part of the world, you know, doing yeah, their own thing while level. all these gods, yeah, were in outer space shooting lightning at each other. Uh, they're not part of the MCU, Alex. Sorry, no. but they are. They may they may reference it. It's it's the Marvel Cinematic Universe, not streaming universe. Oh, please, same thing. No, it's, they're not part. I'm telling uh, you. So, One Division, not part of MCU. Well, it's different. Yeah, but they're not in a movie. <laughs> All right, you caught me on my own game, but that's still <laughs> it's still different. <laughs> nah. Um, at, at any rate, I, I'd be happy to see Daredevil come out, come back. Um, it's difficult for me to imagine like the show that i previously enjoyed uh, with the same act and everything but like toned down yeah so we'll, yeah. we'll see we'll see um, well I'm, I'm seeing stuff here which i don't know it says he was in he just wrapped filming his character in a new upcoming movie okay okay which i don't know if you, i should spoil it here but um is it one of the spider-mans Yes, it is. Yeah, I've heard some fun yeah. stuff going on about the Spider. Cool. <laughs> so yeah, and they're also yeah. saying that Vincent D'Onofrio might be returning. Oh, well. back as King Bing. Like, nice. Why? Why? You know? Why the hell not? Like people clearly yeah. like these guys. Like, yeah. why not get John Berthold to show up in like Deadpool or something? That'd be fucking awesome. Captain <laughs> Deadpool. Captain Deadpool. Yes. <laughs> uh, no, just Deadpool. So. Uh, all right, yeah. The, we the, just, why was I talking about these? Oh, do you guys happen to know the, who the, the Mighty Ducks coach is these days or what he looks like? Bombay. Yeah, he, he looks yeah. a lot like Charlie Sheen, but, but not really. No, or Emilio <laughs> Estevez. But, uh, no, he, he looks like David Tennant. He looks like Doctor Who slash <laughs> bad Phil, guy Phil from Gray. Jessica Jones. And we were talking, I was talking about today. Anyway. Check it out. Next time you see a Ducks highlight and they show the coach, you're going to be like, oh my God, Doctor Who's coaching the Ducks. And you think they how's, how's How's the hockey going, mm-hmm. Joe? Uh, not good. The Kings blew two games in a row, three to one leads, late in the third period, lost an overtime. Season over? Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> I wasn't expecting much. Oh. But yeah. yeah. Sports, it's back in a bubble. Not really. They're not even doing a bubble this time. They're just kind of like. <laughs> NFL, NFL, NHL. 2021 fuck it yeah they're doing what basketball's doing which 
they're just playing playing in empty arenas and their whole team's quarantining themselves, but they're not being as serious as they were for the playoffs. Yeah, right. You don't have the whole bubble thing going on. Right. I bet. I bet you. Whatever. There's not any stories about it yet, but I bet you these guys already have gotten their shots. Like somebody Hmm. paid a lot of money and they had their shots. Yeah. I don't know. Could be. Um. Anyways, I guess it's going really long. Uh, Alex, uh-huh. anything you want to talk about? Uh, only that I'm still playing Cyberpunk 2077. Still enjoying it. Yeah. Yep. Judy Alvarez. Hout. It's, yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying it's too bad that you can't romance Panem, the female character. Yeah, I, I really would have thought that they would have given the player more choices, whether you're you're playing a man or a woman or trans or whatever, uh, options to just romance whoever. But, meh, whatever. I mean, there's like one option for like, like gay or straight, male and female. So, yeah, expand that more of that DLC. <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm sure there's gonna be a mod soon that'll take care of that. <laughs> yeah. Uh. All right, uh, Jeff. Anything you wanted to go over? No, I, I stopped playing uh, Red Dead Redemption already, and <laughs> understand. I am <laughs> I'm continuing with West uh, Westworld. Um, <laughs> Deadwood. Fuck, Deadwood. Deadwood. Thank you. Starting season three. I'm a couple episodes in. And yeah, that's it. Now that hockey started, I will probably never finish Deadwood because hockey all the time. And uh, screw Aaron Rodgers. That's all I have to say. <laughs> nah, I don't hate it that much. Just hey, my Rams were injured. They were injured. Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah. All right. Is that it? That should be. Yeah. That should be it. More than it. More than it. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Shut Please down, subscribe Jeff. to us Shut on it Patreon down forever. <laughs> Please follow us on Patreon. <laughs> subscribe. And all the other stuff. We have more quotes from Springfield coming out soon. And maybe we'll do some WandaVision over there. Who knows? Or you'll get it for free here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> out what's going on. We weren't supposed to break it down that much. Yeah. That's my no. fault. <laughs> Be excellent to each other. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you. So feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.